0: Sales is like oxygen for your business.
1: I'm Nick Armstrong, and this is the Fort Collins Startup Week podcast. Each episode, we get to talk with a new business owner who is part of our startup network in Fort Collins. Allison Profit is a small business coach who helps business owners maximize their full potential, and she's one of our best and well attended speakers. She comes from an HR background and uh, is really emphatic about getting folks to sell well. So let's get to know Allison.
0: My name is, as you mentioned, Allison. My last name is Profit, and uh, I'm the founder of Profit Coach, and that's P-R-O-F-F-I-T. Uh, I was born with that last name. People often joke about that, but my business is helping small business owners increase their sales and, uh, so that they can have a more successful business. And, I, and I'm uh, really excited to be here talking with you today.
1: You've got three different sessions, actually four different sessions for Startup Week. Which one of these would you say is a cannot miss?
0: Oh, I think the one that is on Monday, the 24th at 3 p.m. It's titled, Why Not Having a Formal Sales Process is Killing Your Leads and What to Do About It.
1: Do you, 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 you seem to have a marketing background because that's a really catchy title for, for something, (laughs) you know, I, I just really, I'm curious about what, why, uh, what is a formal sales process?
0: Yeah. So, well, it, it might help just to have like a tiny bit of context here. So, uh, is, is it okay if I give a little context on how I got to where I am? Yeah, please. Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, my whole career I spent working in human resources. So it's funny you talk about, it seems like you have a marketing background, Uh, My job was really to market companies and get people to feel excited about the culture at the company and bring that into the recruiting side of things as well. And so I worked in HR for 16 years, decided to go and pursue professional coaching certification so that I could do corporate coaching and get out of the muck of having to do uh, unemployment hearings and workers' compensation cases and the things that really didn't make me excited. And uh, so I decided to jump out and start my own business, and I did that four times, and I failed uh, four times. <laughs> and, um, uh, after the fourth time, and obviously I'm leaving a lot of details out, but after the fourth time when I had to go back into a corporate job again so that I could pay the bills and keep the lights on, uh, I actually took a job at Constant Contact, which is a digital marketing company, and they hired me to be a salesperson. And what I learned in that job. And I I was very much like, why did they hire me to be a salesperson? I've never actually done sales before, but I had a lot of really great skills that they thought were transferable. And they taught me how to be an effective salesperson, but in a way where you could still be authentic and be yourself and really just pour value and connection on the customers. And then, um, when I took the leap to start my own business again, so I spent about a year working there, uh, I actually was very successful in my business right away because I understood the importance of a sales process. So um, in my mind, the components of a sales process are making sure that you're doing a solid customer discovery, you're recapping their needs, then you go into your value presentation, you ask for the sale, and then the most important part that I think people are very uncomfortable with is how do you handle objections? Because a no doesn't always mean no. You just have to dig into understanding what is the real objection here and then how do, where do we take that conversation from there? Um, so that's a little overview of my background and then what I view as uh, a sales process.
1: And that's an active process, right? It doesn't just do you know once and done. You have to do it on an ongoing basis, right?
0: That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I I hear a lot of times people will say, oh, you know, well, I'm not closing any sales. I'm I'm doing all this marketing and I'm having coffee meetings and I'm I'm telling people what I do. And it's like, well, that's not a sales process. It's not a sales conversation. Um, That's more networking. And so making sure that you have that structure around it. And that you're integrating into, into all of your conversations, which you can, that's really a big piece of what I teach as to how to do that in an integrative and authentic way to how you normally show up.
1: Each of your sessions has something to do a little bit with sales. So the first one is the, how not having a formal sales process is killing your leads. The next one is price your service, right? Which is a panel with um, Krista, John, Alice, and you and myself actually. Um, and yeah. then- how to build a successful crowdfunding campaign. So are each of these is there a different ask for each different type of if you're pricing your service versus if you're, you know, asking your friends for money to help you kickstart your latest invention? Um
0: yeah, I mean I think there there's
1: the,
0: yes. So the the pricing thing, I feel like pricing is tangled up in a lot of it, it internal stuff, right? especially when we're in businesses like you and I are and we're we're selling our intellectual knowledge in many in many regards would you agree with that
1: absolutely yeah
0: yeah i was i was so toying I with think- the idea
1: of telling you no just because of what you said earlier
0: <laughs> uh, for those of you that didn't hear what we said earlier because we weren't recording i i uh, I, <laughs> I won't go into detail but i basically <laughs> told nick he was amazing and uh super valuable for what he was doing
1: shortly after he asked mail. me if
0: I was <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so pricing, I think, um, is, a, it is a very important part of making sure your business is successful, but it's very tangled up in like how our value and our self-worth. And sometimes people will look on the outside of what the external market is doing to price their services. And that's fine. But that doesn't mean that you have to price exactly how other people are are pricing. The other piece of it, in terms of asking asking people for money from a crowdfunding perspective, um, really, what I focus on in that particular session is how to build the crowd for the crowdfunding. That's really about engaging. And that's that's the overarching theme that I help my clients with. When we talk about selling, it's like disconnecting the whole idea that like sales is a transfer of money. It is, but it's truly more about like, we are two people and we see value in each other. And, and, and because there's value, we decide we want to, we want to work together. And, like that, that's what you have to do in a crowdfund. Does that make sense? Or was that a little bit? Uh, no, I think it's so absolutely, it, you
1: know, Zig Ziglar would say the same thing where I i have to believe in the thing that I'm selling you. And I have to absolutely believe that it's going to help benefit you more than the the money in your pocket benefits you. So
0: yeah, uh, yeah. In that way and, it's and you know, the, more
1: of a transfer of, of value or a transfer of, of um, leverage that they didn't have. Before. Right.
0: Yeah. And the crowdfunding campaign um and I'll, I'll, I'll drip a little value out here in case somebody wants to come to that session, but they can't, that's an early morning one. So, um, but, but for example, you have to find ways before you even launch your crowdfunding campaign or your Kickstarter campaign to make sure that you're building engagement before your campaign goes live, because people need to understand why would they even want to give you money? So it's about, building that engagement, building that sense of like that following in advance of asking for money. And there's a lot of ways you could do that. One idea is even just building in like a VIP club. So it's like, oh, if you want to get in on the ground floor of this particular product that I want to launch and this crowdfunding campaign is going to help us fund, whether it's R&D or, or getting the prototype together or um, you know, securing the manufacturing for this particular product if you know this product is going to be amazing for you and solve a problem for you in, in exchange for you being part of our crowdfunding campaign efforts, I'm going to give you a special VIP discount, or you're always going to have access to um, this special members only club or something. And that's just one little idea, but you have to think about building the crowd and getting that excitement and having them see value in it before you even ask them for money. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. But some people, they'll just be like, I'm going to launch a crowdfunding campaign. And then they don't understand why they hear crickets or no pennies dropping in the piggy bank. <laughs> or and they only have pennies. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, it's, it's you know, build it and they will come, right? But that's, it's so not how crowdfunding works. You have to get people mm-hmm. interested and, and passionate about the thing you're yeah. trying to do. Yes, exactly. And even then you might not hit your goals.
0: That's true, and then you go back into the potential issue of the internal struggle of your self worth. Right? Just because you don't have success on the first campaign doesn't mean your idea is a flop. Doesn't mean that it's a failure. Um, It's the old adage of failing forward fast is really important when you're in launch mode. Um, You can't ever just stop and say I'm giving up on this. You have to look at it and. Explore it and see where were the opportunities in this situation and what can we learn from it and implement next. And by next, I mean like we're going to start walking down the next path
1: <laughs> right away. And how often do you see your clients succeed with either selling more or selling better? And to what degree? I mean, you know, we, we like to think that, coaches and mentors and, and folks, uh, who can convey wisdom of some sort, um, actually have some tangential, you know, benefit, but you actually have a direct correlation to dollars, uh, coming into the bank account. So what's, what's been, you know, some success story from your coaching practice?
0: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, one example is I have, um, a customer that, that has a construction business. And prior to us working together, they were doing a lot of smaller jobs. um, And a part of that was they had a little bit of fear around, would they be able to manage those bigger jobs? Um, And they were not actually thinking about if they priced those bigger jobs and put the bid out on those bigger jobs at a proper price point that was high value because they really do focus on quality and customer service. Um, that person, I, I'll never forget when they made that, the call to me, they, they closed like a $30,000 bid and they were over the moon because they hadn't had the confidence previously to actually put a bid out that large. Um, so a lot of it is confidence building and asking questions along the lines of, well, like what will happen if you, if you do this and what will happen if you don't do this? Like what is the worst thing that will happen in either case? And evaluating that risk, it's like, you can be, there's a difference between being risky and being reckless. Actually, my coach and I literally just got off the phone and we were having this conversation. Um, And I think that when you have that conversation, it opens up your mind as to like, what is a risk you can take when you start thinking about how you're selling or what you're selling. So that particular client started to sell bigger jobs and he's making more money now. Uh, paying himself more than he's ever paid himself um, and has consistently been paying himself for the past three months. Um, I mean, if that's not a, a, a winning metric, I'm not sure what is. <laughs> um, one of my other clients, she um, actually increased, this was after our very first session that we ever had, she increased her prices right away and closed two sales in that same week at the higher price point. And normally her sales cycles were a lot longer. So uh, we talked about why does a sales process actually work better if it's a shorter sales process because you're not giving people lots of time to think and research and things like that because you know you are the one that is going to be able to offer them the best solution, um, especially if you have some sort of differentiator like this particular client did. So she was able to raise her prices and close sales in a shorter time frame than she had been able to in the past. And so if you can close sales faster, that means you can actually close more sales, right? Because of the timing of uh, doing more sales in, in a shorter period of time. Two examples.
1: Yeah. And, and processes are so important when it comes to sales, making sure that you know what you're doing, how you're doing it, and why. And on what, you know, how often you're checking back in with that process. Yeah. So setting follow up is important. Yeah. I, 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 I love everything that you're about. <laughs>
0: oh, yay. Thanks, this Nick. Is... Let's be good. Let's be best friends. I'll send you that check in the mail next week. <laughs> okay, perfect.
1: <laughs> and I'll send it right back. Um, <laughs> um, If you had to tell somebody one thing about your... Uh, about selling, or about one of your sessions, what would it be?
0: Oh my gosh, only one thing. This is too difficult. I need some coaching around only one thing, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: The, if you bottom
0: if line, you, yeah, bottom line, <laughs> you want somebody,
1: you want somebody to walk away with one thing from your sessions. What would it be? And it, you can say three things since you got three sessions.
0: Oh, thank you. Um. Well, I I can bottom line it. The bottom line is sales is like oxygen for your business. And so you you have to make more sales to stay in business. And that is tied to lots of things. It's having the process to close more sales, have those follow-ups. It's your pricing. It's the building the engagement. All three sessions really do feed into that same theme. Sales is like oxygen to your business. Come to my sessions to learn and understand more about how that applies to you and how you can begin applying new strategies.
1: Excellent. Where can we find out more about you and your work?
0: Oh, that's a great question. My website is, ProfitCoach.com, P-R-O-F-F-I-T Coach.com. I'm on Instagram at Profit Allison, and I have a business Facebook page which is at Profit Coach. And um, I'm also going to be. We didn't talk about the fourth session, but I'll also be at the Brain Crawl on Friday, um, the 28th. And I'm excited about uh, talking about mental health in the in the small business world um, there too. So. Swing by if you can't make those other sessions and love to engage with you there. That's a three hour long session. So I'll be there for uh, the morning in uh, on the 28th.
1: Yeah, it's really, we're super excited for the brain crawl. It's not something that has been done um, at Fort Collins startup week in particular before. um, And we're going to hear a lot more about that when Ariana's on the podcast as well. So um, Allison, thanks for your time today. Is there anything else you want to leave our audience with?
0: I love to connect. So uh, literally anybody that's listening to this, or if you see me um, speak, please reach out. I love connecting for coffee. I, I think sales is really ultimately just connecting. So uh, if anybody's curious to learn more about my story, I know I highlighted, hey, you know, I started and failed my business four times. Um, I've been on a, a crazy roller coaster ride for the last two and a half years. And to be able to be where I am right now and being involved with helping other small businesses through Startup Week is uh, kind of like a dream come true to me, so um, reach out, let's have coffee. Um, I would love to connect with anybody.